Welcome to Table Manners Podcast. Table Manners. Create your own lane with your host, Emmett Combs and Tremaine Wright. Us against the world, let's get it. As they share conversations about real estate. Invest in things that you understand. Life. I had to believe in myself like never before. Passion. Make something you 100% love. And career with influential people in our community. This is Table Manners Podcast. Welcome to Table Manners. I am Emmett Combs, and this is Tremaine Wright, and this is our guest today, my boy, Bishop K.C. Williams. I've been knowing him for about 10 years now, um, from Anniston to Florida. He's back now. I brought my broker along um, because he actually lives in the same, he lives in the neighborhood where my broker got started at. And became famous, the real estate with the Gucci shoes. With the Gucci shoes, I've been <laughs> The Gucci shoes. You know, I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to frame those shoes. Yeah, so, you know, today I, I got you on here, Bishop, because I know um, me and you graduated college, and I know Emmett didn't. He went and, and left, and, you know, he's where he is right now. Mm-hmm. So today I want to talk about is college really important nowadays, you know, because I feel like there's so many avenues to become successful and make six figures without going to college. Um, I see the benefits to going to college and I see the benefits of not going to college. You know, just touch on that, you know, from all our perspectives and see, you know, you know, what we come up with and have listeners listen to entrepreneurs. All three of us are entrepreneurs of our mindset and our thoughts behind while we probably don't feel that college may be so important these days. You know, what's your thoughts on that, Bishop? Well, it's a struggle that I deal with daily, uh, being the father. First, let me thank you and Emmy for allowing me to be here. It is something that I question daily as a father of two girls. Um, And uh, to be very honest with you, I go back and forth. I'm going to say yes, it's important, and no, it's not. I think it depends on the career choice that you're choosing. I definitely want my doctor, I definitely want my lawyer Mm -hmm. uh, to have that background, that professional specialization. Yeah. Now, uh, when you start talking about the life of an entrepreneur and a business owner and things of that nature, I am not as much in theory of things as I am in practicality of issues. So for me, I think life on experience is more important than some of the um, the college experience. So, yes, depending on certain things and no, depending on other things. Mm-hmm. In a nutshell. <laughs> What's your opinion, um, Mr. M.A. going with the Southern Miss? Hey, you know. Look, so one of the things of Table Manners is create your own lane, all right? And um, that's the backbone of, I feel that entrepreneurship mm-hmm. is about creating your own lane. So um, when, when I was at Southern Miss, like, I'm one of those people, I see things in, in like, 4K. And so um, just looking at everything, like, the, the put it like this. When my parents were paying for stuff and it was helping out, I didn't really pay attention to the, the numbers, the finances. When my mom was like, hey, you know what? That's it. You know, now everything... <laughs> everything is on you. I said, okay, well, figure something out. Let me see. Send me that paper again. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, that much? Oh, uh-huh. I quit. <laughs> Bottom line, bottom line. <laughs> and so, um, it, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a tough, it wasn't a tough deal. But I didn't, I didn't quit right away. Um, what, what happened? So I, I, I take you back a little bit. I went back, I went back to to school in Georgia, right? Well, it was free because you know, like, hey, I'm a numbers guy. I'm cheap. I don't want to pay people, like, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I, nah. So. Those numbers at Southern Miss, out-of-state fees and tuition, uh, that that didn't work out. Not coming out of my pocket. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go back to this free, this yeah. free tuition, right? So I went back to went back to school in Georgia, and I was supposed to be I was supposed to be graduating from um, Georgia Perimeter with my associates. Yeah, okay. And um, the year I was graduating, they withdrew me from school. Now let let me say this: uh, at Georgia Perimeter, I was on the dean's list. My career, my career of choice, my um, degree was going to be in um, engineering, electrical mm-hmm. engineer. So I'd already done all my math classes. I was on the dean's list. Like I didn't, I was already exempt from all finals. You know. And after 
the the deadline, basically like the last week of school. Mm-hmm. Where like I'm just going into you know the um, the computer room just to check you know my 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 credits to check for summer school and you know and, and start looking at you know pre planning for what I was gonna do um what what college I was gonna transition to and so forth. Was looking at Georgia State and I couldn't log in. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like I don't understand what's going on. Why, why I can't log in? And so it's like, well, you gotta go down to, or whatever the um, financial, probably the financial. Fi- financial yeah, I think it was a financial aid place. So I went down there. It was like, oh, you've been withdrawn. What? Like, what, what, I don't understand what, what you mean. I've been withdrawn. And um, she pretty much said the first semester when I came back, and like I've been there for two years now. And so technically, the time I spent that, so basically, right now. I have enough hours to be a junior in college. I, I have like a few more. Mm-hmm. Actually, okay. all the actually all the hours I've taken after school now, I have enough hours actually to graduate already. But I I, I I'll get to that in a second. But the classes I took at at Southern Miss <laughs> they didn't count. They didn't they didn't count for this junior college. So I had to start over and take take some other yeah take yeah, those classes over. Yeah, that happens a lot. And so I would have got those hours back when I went back to a D one. Mm-hmm. And so um, when I when I went basically they withdrew me because they said the first semester and I came back back into Georgia. I wasn't eligible for the Hope Scholarship that they have in Georgia. The funds. And so instead of them sending us a bill. To pay up, they withdrew me from school and dropped my hours. What? And you were going to school the whole time? The whole time. They withdrew me from school. My dad came in and paid the balance that was due, like, the same week. He came in and paid the balance. But because they withdrew me from school, I lost all those hours. What? That is crazy. And so I tried to go back and take those take those classes over the summer to catch back up because I was supposed to be graduating that summer. But instead, I'm in summer school trying to take these classes back over that I literally just had I not. This this is the problem. Had I not been exempt from taking the test, I would have had an opportunity to take the test Mm. because they were still. But I was exempt. So they didn't give me a test. I was already exempt from all my tests. So when they withdrew me, I couldn't go back and they couldn't uh, reinstate me because class was already done. There was no more tests for me to take. I, so I, you were too smart to be reinstated, ultimately. was done. So after that, I tried, I tried, I tried, and and um, I just couldn't do it. I was just emotionally torn, sitting in class. like It's like the same stuff again. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, for all the, for all the work you already put into. And, yeah. and, 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 and that's why, and this is why I think is, I believe college is a trap. And the reason I say that is because it's about the money. They, when you finish high school, you take classes. When you go to college, you retake them classes again, like mm-hmm. English, basic math that you took already. But they feel that you have to have prerequisites to take certain classes that make you go on levels like you like in a pyramid scheme. Because you got to start from the yep. bottom and work your way all the way up. Right. When you should be, you already took that in high school. So why you have to take it again and go four years where technically you should go to school for just two years. So that comes back to why I feel nowadays there's so many other avenues besides college that you can get. Um, you can go to school or get your um, a certificate or license or something different in less than a month or a week or two and make six figures super easily. I, uh, I'm listening and I'm thinking back because I think history repeats itself. Mm-hmm. And I think what you've done is created a situation where we have to unpack how we got here. Mm-hmm. So now let's go back to pre-industrial age, back to about 1886, 87, and you come together with J.P. Morgan and Rockefeller. You come back to the Peabody's, you come back to uh, Carnegie, and this group of men who got together. So we got to understand that Education as we know it did not come into existence until 1906, 1906 mm-hmm. in the industrial mm-hmm. ages when this system that we go by now was created. Now, of course, most people refer to 1969, I believe it is, which is where the Department of Education came into existence. But the Department of Education didn't come into existence in 1969. I may be wrong. It may be 1968. But when that happened, it was really not to innovate, which is what you're talking about, which is what we're saying now. There has to be a process of innovation. Mm-hmm. That's not what they did. When they came in 1968, 1969, it was to enforce. 
So they came to enforce the system that was in place. So now if you track back to 1906, 1905, 1906, 1907, starting back in 1883, 1885, somewhere around, these men get together, primarily J.P. Morgan and Rockefeller, and decide that they have amassed a great amount of wealth. Mm -hmm. So in order to keep the masses, or what we would quote-unquote call today the middle class, middle class, Mm -hmm. and not get to the level of wealth that they have, they created the modern education system, which is not created to create thinkers. Mm -hmm. Its job in creation was to create workers. They looked at the Stalinistic system that was over in Russia, Germany, and everywhere else, and created a mass incarcerative system that allows us to become workers. So the system is not designed for people to be creators. It is designed for you to be workers. So that's why the average individual can't read beyond a fifth grade education. No matter how much you go, college afterwards, Mm -hmm. the average individual in America has a fifth grade reading level. So now when you when we come along and educate people, Mm -hmm. you're talking about taking them beyond fifth grade. Mm -hmm. So when we write books, the average person does not read a book. Why? Because the book is beyond the fifth grade reading level. Mm. So then we've created a system of mass incarceration. So when we talk about the college system as a whole, we've got to look back at the system that created it. And that is the educational system. So now when you say that it's not worth it, we must then say that the education system is a joke. Absolutely. Which in my opinion it is. I agree. I agree. 100%. It's a joke. So that's that's the real issue. Before we get to college, when we talk about specializations, before we get to college, which which I like I said earlier, other than an individual who may be a a, a certain specific group, mm-hmm. doctors, lawyers, somebody because I want you to have that education if you're going to be operating on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then before you get to those specialized groups. It is not necessitated or necessary for an individual who is trying to be an entrepreneur, as I said. I'll tell you, I graduated from college. Thank God for it. But now, if you ask me the mass that it amassed, as a res- the wealth that it amassed as a result of it, it's not there. The truth of the matter is most of us go to college, create the debt to get out of college to pay off the debt. Pay off the debt. <laughs> yeah. That keeps you in the cycle. That's the cycle. You're, cor- that's, that's you're correct. Cycle. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and honestly... It is. I feel that it's it's a, it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. So, my wife, she she graduated from Florida State, and she was going back to get her doctorates, right? And so, um, I know Emerson. <laughs> <laughs> Better put that book. Down. <laughs> I got something else for you. To <laughs> but but no, seriously, seriously, like. Um, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not against education, but the part that the I feel like the educational system teach people that you have to keep going back to school to be worth more. Mm-hmm. Do not allow a system to give you value. You create your own value. And I think that's where the discrepancy comes in within the people in itself and what they attach school to. I think people go to school to try to validate their knowledge, validate their worth, validate who they are by the accolades that they get from going to school. They want the status quo. Mm-hmm. And so one thing for me, I never have been attached to any type of status quo, any type of accolades, anything. I let my own personal self being be the value of what I will contribute to this world mm-hmm. or to the community, to my family, to my friends, to, to entrepreneurship, to, you know, like I let myself and whatever path that I have meditated on, put together with my business plan, my vision, I educate myself for the path that I'm on. So I'm not against the education. I'm not against school. I'm against degrees because degrees don't educate you. So if I have to, and so when I I mentioned about the, the amount of classes I've taken, I take a lot of college classes, but just to educate me on the path that I'm on. I don't care. Don't give me the degree. Just, I just want the books that go along with this because I need this to help me get to the sharpening skill. Yes, to sharpen Sharp my like skill. auditing. And so, you know, like, that's what I, I think the education should be on. And when it comes to the book, honestly, I really didn't start reading books until I got out of school. And now I read books, like, uh, I'm probably, like, about three or four books a month. But, like, be, because I think that in school, 
it turns you off for reading books because you're reading a lot of this, this, a lot of material that you're not interested in. You don't have any interest in building a career in like. But majority of them books don't even you don't even apply that in the real world. There's just books for the for that particular semester so they can make money. You can take a test on the past to go to the next level. That's what and then and, and that's what it is. But I want to tap on one thing though, because since we're realtors, and what we see a lot of is student loan debts that does not equal their pay. So normally, if you got two hundred thousand dollars in debt. You should be making how much? Two hundred thousand should be making more than two hundred thousand dollars, technically. But we're not seeing that. You're seeing people that make have two hundred thousand dollar debt, hundred fifty thousand dollar debt, they're making fifty, forty, thirty thousand dollars a year. So you went to school because you wanted to be a get your doctorates, your masters, your bachelors, and you can't even get a job that can pay off your student loan debt. And that's what's wrong with society right now. Everybody has student loan debt that Everybody was wanting to get that deleted. Not a stimulus check. Everybody said, can you just take away these student loans? We don't care about that $1,200. Take away these student loans because we ain't going to pay it anyway. And it's affecting people that want to buy homes because they can't afford it or they got to keep on going forbearance and their interest is high. Like myself, I have $60,000 and I had $60,000 or $50,000 student loan debt. That was it. So I went to Fort, um, I got it consolidated. It's been a couple of years. Now I owe $100,000 because they charged me $40,000 of interest. They're just, and that's, and that's everybody. I'm going to say this. I really don't like to talk about the, the school and the education part because I know everybody has their own opinion. But my opinion is very strong. <laughs> I, I personally, when I look at it, I think that it's institutionalized slavery. That's what yeah. I personally think. Yeah. Because I, I look at people who go to school and I look at where, where I am and what we've built with, with me and my family. I feel like it's a tragedy, that amount of, of what we've been able to build financially, mm-hmm. wealth-wise. And we compare ourselves to other people of the same age. And it's just they carry student loans. And it's like, man, if you know what you could have been acquiring and investing in and building over this time that you've been fighting to pay off the student loans and those same student loans are what's keeping you from doing the same thing that we did. We started doing 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to touch on this because I know, Bishop, you graduated college. You work for New Region, but... You quit Norwegian and did MLM, and you may became a millionaire by doing MLM, and that's you didn't have to go to school for that. Yeah. Touch, touch that, on that, that. That was my initial uh, encounter with with financial stability. Uh, now, and I had almost made over a hundred thousand dollars, but I didn't realize I had done it. Uh, when I realized that uh, it had happened, it I was through it and needed more money, which made me go and work even harder. I think that what Brother Emmett said a minute ago is is the truth, it, even in having become a millionaire that way initially. And now I've done some other things and knock on wood and very thankful to the master up above. He's taken good care of me. But I, I think that something Brother Emmett said leads to the truth of that. So let me start here in answering that question and say this. If I look at this bottle of water that you have here that's halfway full right now, the question that's asked amongst most individuals is this. Is it half full or is it half empty? Is that not the question that we ask about the glass? Is the glass half yes. empty mm-hmm. or is the glass half full? And I think the question you ask is the answer determines the answer you receive. And I think neither one of those is the right question. The issue is not whether the bottle has a empty, half empty amount of water, or half full amount of water. It's that you need a different bottle. Because the real enemy that Brother Emmett just talked about a minute ago is not external. Mm-hmm. It is the enemy within me. So you are your greatest enemy. The only track that I'm on, the only race that I'm running, the only thing that I'm dealing with is against myself. I am the individual. So if I get rid of the glass and get a glass that is adequate to handle what I have, all I have is all I need. And what I have is enough to sustain me to where I'm trying to go. When I finally got that principle or understood that principle, then I became qualified for where I was. Which means then, if I became overqualified, that was the time to increase the glass. 
You, you, you see what I'm saying? I and I, and, and I think that's what's happened to us. When we talk about going right back to what I was saying about the education mm-hmm. system, before it was destroyed, there were only four core subjects that were taught in school. Mm-hmm. There was no algebraic formulation. There was no geometric progression. Four subjects that were taught in school. English, or what we know as reading, mm-hmm. writing, math, and God, or what we refer to as history. Mm-hmm. These were the main core subjects. None of these breakdowns of everything, all of this was created to create the smoke screen so that you would not be able to see how they were matriculating and amassing great deals of wealth. What the wealth understand is not an issue of Biden or Trump. What we clearly understand is it's an issue of economics. It refers to the dollars. What did they create? The only reason the education system that we know it is created was their desire to cover their taxation through NGOs, mm. or what we refer to as nonprofits and the like, things that are non-government organizations, NGOs, non-government organizations. And so they created these shelters to pump a million dollars into a fo- to keep from having to pay $2 million worth of tax liability. If I put a million over here, that's $2 million I don't have to pay. If I put a, and, I, and we understand that right now. <laughs> I mean, just we all at this table understand that. Understand. Let's be clear, no matter how, folks complaining about Donald Trump paying $750 in taxes, <laughs> I'm trying to find his accountant. <laughs> I mean, you know, why, why, we, we, that's the smoke screen. Don't Absolutely. believe the hype of the media. Mm-hmm. When you begin to get on your own trajectory, then you don't get caught up in the smoke screen. The smoke screen was this. If you make more than $70,000, you were not going to get $1,200. Correct. First of all, who needs the $1,200 for the, if a person is making more than $70,000? Yeah, Second correct. point is this. Those making more than $70,000 already have the shelters that will cover them to say they make less than $70,000 <laughs> to still get the $1,200. 100%. And then this money is only given to you to spend. No one wants you to eliminate the debt. Mm-hmm. They, they, they all went to Walmart and bought all TVs. TVs, 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 TVs. And that's why the main thing when we were talking about the house that I'm, that I'm building now, I want to make sure that I had an area for a library. Despite me having 3,000 plus books right here on my phone, another 8,000 in my Kindle, I needed a library. I was not concerned about an entertainment system. I was not, con- and that's a whole nother subject, but I was not concerned about being entertained as much as I was concerned about being educated. educated. Mm-hmm. As th- we got the E's mixed up. Mm-hmm. Like somebody that. that E is entertainment while somebody else's E mm-hmm. is education. education. And that's all I mean. If I lose it all today, hands, feet, drop me in the middle of the desert with nobody there, give me three years, and what I have amassed up here psychologically in the brain, mentally, this capacity, I will create more out of desperation than I have currently. It's because I understood then when I lost the $100,000, when I walked away from the hundred and twenty and lost $100,000 with the NCL, that's Luigi referring to, that was when I realized, hey, this MLM stuff will work if I work it. But what I realized more importantly was not the MLM. It was the system. System. Mm-hmm. Save yourself stress, time, energy, money. Save S. Save yourself. Why? Stress, S, T, time, E, energy, and money. Mm-hmm. When I realized there was a system to everything, 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 everything revolves around a system. Then I got the principles. I was running my own race. Absolutely. I like my own course. I determined what size bottle I was in, so I would never be alienated by anybody or determined by anybody else's quota, black, white, race, religion, mm-hmm. uh, ethnicity, you know, all of those things. Only I'm big thing, on that. I'm it, big on that. My course. I'm big on that. Yes. I had to determine my own. And when I determined that, then I began to increase my capacity, mm-hmm. which means that now my cup was overflowing. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think, and y'all know I'm still a preacher at heart, too, in the back of that somewhere. So I think that, that, that there's still a biblical, there's a biblical tonation in that, whether you want to call it a Chinese proverb or Japanese slang, whether you want to say Confucian or Hinduistic, Hinduistic uh, dialect, there is still a, a scripture in there in Psalms that said he filleth my cup and let it overflow. I don't think it's necessarily talking about the creator. I'm talking about, it, I think it talks about when you reach a capacity then you allow yourself to overflow, which means now you've done what? Qualified yourself mm-hmm. educationally. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not the man's education. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The systems that, but you you required the education necessary to qualify yourself for higher. I think it's the wealth quotient, the WQ. We talk about the EQ, but the WQ. Most individuals cannot amass a million dollars because they can't think that far. Can't think that so far. what they mm-hmm. need to do if they're making $30,000 is add a 30% rule to that and imagine oh. yourself making yeah. 30% above oh. where you are yep. and then increase your WQ. You, you know, when you said that, remember we, me and you talked about that, the 30, uh, the 30% rule? Yeah. I like that rule. Actually, if you make $100,000, he splits it all up in 30%. Yep. Um, thirty percent back into the business, thirty percent into this business, thirty percent for itself. Like that it was pretty cool, and then ten percent was for God. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I and I live off of forty percent of my income. I live off of forty percent, so sixty percent of my income is now diversified elsewhere. I live off of forty percent, and that wasn't always the case. I was living off one hundred and twenty percent at one point. <laughs> 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 we we all have a way to learn. Yes, sir. <laughs> Some more expensive than others. <laughs> That's that learning curve. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So you know, when we talk about education, I really think that we're educating ourselves incorrectly because we're following somebody else's definition. Yeah, correct. And the definition says you start out here. My daughter is sixteen. My oldest daughter is sixteen. My eldest right now, and uh, we're just starting to have a now. My my twelve year old Kennedy. Is, is very clear on what her trajectory is. She's already got her business established. She knows where she's going. She's already got it. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay. She wants to go to college. We've already got something aside for her for that because I will not get in debt to take care of it. That's just not going to happen no matter what. But now with my 16-year-old, I just had a conversation with her three days ago where now COVID has made me start thinking of it some diff- differently. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying to her now is, are you ready to graduate? She's in 11th grade. And I'm saying, let's go ahead and finish this semester out, get you qualified, and we're just going to graduate you in January. Mm-hmm. Now, most people would not do that, but at 16, she's ready now to go ahead and we, we don't need the homecoming. We don't need the, you, you're talking about the college. I'm te- we don't need to spend this money even in high school unless you just want that experience. But what I think has happened for many of us, we're wanting an experience that we have not qualified to handle yet, mm-hmm. even financially. Right now, you've got kids in the 12th grade with red bottoms on whose parents are working, making $30,000 a year. <laughs> Some don't even make that. Yeah. They, they may not have the Gucci's, they got the Uchi's. But if you put them in the Uchi, now they think they, they that when they get a dollar, they need to get the Gucci's. <laughs> whereas, whereas... Yesterday I was talking. <laughs> Y'all, no, no. I don't know why that seemed like that was more inside than I need to know right now. <laughs> yesterday, 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 a friend of mine were talking. He said, What you doing? I said, I'm looking at a few things. I said, What what you doing? He said, I'm in, in the store. I said, What you doing? He said, What are you doing? I said, I'm looking at some Nike right now. Mm-hmm. And he says to me, Well, you know what? I'm in the store right now. Bitch, you're looking at some Nike too. I said, What which ones you looking at? He was talking about the Jordans. I said, How much they running? He told me $345. He said, well, which one you, you're looking at right now, Bishop? I said, well, if I take what you just said, I'm looking at three. Three? Yeah, three shares, $345. They were $106 a share. <laughs> three shares. So you want it on you while I want it in me. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Most of us, by trying to keep up with others, <laughs> we're looking externally rather than internally. internally. Yeah. That wealth is determined by what's on us mm-hmm. as opposed to what's in us. So I bought some shares, but I actually, when, when well, I won't even go into all that, but when the market was, was low, I, I bought a lot of shares for not even $80 a share. Mm. Well, right now they're $106 a share. Each. Each. Mm. So, you know, you look at these things. So would I rather have it on me and it, lose, depreci- it loses value, so it depreciates, mm-hmm. or would I rather have it in me at an appreciated value? That's and I think that's the mind. Most people's mind has depreciated through education mm. as opposed to having appreciative value. Even in college. College, I think, dumbs you down even more. It does. I, I, I believe so. Because so it well. just creates workers. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad at the workers because I think that you got to start somewhere. But did you ever, did you, have you ever read the, um, and I know we've talked about this before, but have you ever read the, the thing that says the, uh, the A students, the A students work for C students? More millionaires are C students, C students 
Yeah, the, if you look at 100% millionaires, the, 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 the valuation says that 77% of millionaires are C students. That's crazy. A students end up working for C students, C students. and B students work for the government. What? The average employee on government salary is a B student. Why? Because they got to the stage of comfortability. Mm-hmm. So they want a secured, stable, comfortable, life, comfortable lifestyle. And let now saying that, the life of an entrepreneur is never comfortable. No, they're definitely not. It's a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. But you sure. always land at the top. Absolutely. You Absolutely. always land. You at create the top. your own lane too when you you're an entrepreneur. Your, you create your own lane. Yes, sir. Yes. You create yes. your own lane. And one thing during COVID, the one thing I think that has happened with entrepreneurs is it goes back to being having a trade for one for a cleaning business. Somebody who had a cleaning business that probably wasn't doing that good before COVID. They started booming during COVID because more built, more commercial buildings or whatnot needed that cleaning expense. Even though they was probably cheap beforehand, they was getting it clean a couple of more times during the week. Even new construction homes, getting it clean every single day after somebody leaves. So if you have that trade of cleaning homes and people call them janitors and felt that it was a dirty job, they the one making all the money right now. Because that was a need right now during COVID because... Everything has to be clean after somebody leaves. And them are just like the little things that people don't think about that, that takes you to the next level, making six figures by cleaning. Yeah, you're cleaning, but at the end of the day, we need it. And a lot of them trades don't cost that much money to get, and you're making really good money, and you're building a lot of relationships with other businesses that need them. I ain't going to touch that one. And the reason I ain't going to touch that because I'm a little different on that one. So I'm going to let you have that one and run with it. <laughs> I agree with you. I just, I'm just a little different on it. I'm a little different on that. I think that uh, we have to be, yes, we do need it. And I do think, because I think if I was going to go to college, mm-hmm. excuse me, go to higher education, mm-hmm. it would be trade. So plumbers, mm-hmm. uh, I believe that. But I don't want us, and I'm going to say us mm-hmm. as individuals, to get stuck in becoming the SE or the self Employees. So, yep, I think workers. we have to. Sure. Yeah, we have mm-hmm. to be able to quickly figure out how to scale that. I was just about to say, yeah, so scale, can, everything should yeah. be. As you talk about, everything you do, whatever you start, should be scalable. Yeah, you should okay. never do a business not scalable yeah. because you don't yeah. be stuck. Yeah. Well, I, I think the detriment to most entrepreneurs though is they're never able to scale because they never plan. Because mm. mm. most of them don't have a business plan, much less a financial plan much less an actual marketing plan to execute to push the business plan. And so without either three of those, there's nothing to scale because all they're doing is working for the next check. Now call them out again, the business plan, the marketing plan, and, and the, the financial, financial plan. plan. Yeah, Absolutely. So I'm, I'm, I'm very, very savvy when it comes to the financial plan, the marketing plan, and the business plan. Um, I, I talk to the agents a lot about not looking at what other agents are doing, what other agents are spending. Focus mm-hmm. on your own plan. Execute your plan. Understand your budget and what you need to yeah. to have in place to stay consistent. And once you reach that, don't scale back the marketing. Mm-hmm. Pump it up where you see that it's effective and add people to your team so yes. you can keep that up. And that's how you scale. But because most people come from the college background or the corporate world, they're used, they're used to put oh, in the box, put in the box. So they don't feel comfortable operating in an environment that is non-controllable. They can't control all the pieces that are moving around. So and they're used to, OK, I have these are my job objectives today. I'm going to do this, do this. Once I'm done, OK, I'm going to shut it off. You know, the work that nine to five, they're used to that. But they, whatever they can get done, I'll save for tomorrow. So uh, I was having a conversation with an agent, and um, they was like, "Well, I, you know, I, I want to cut. I'm going to cut back my marketing because, like, I, wow. I, I I'm good. I'm good right now. Anything else would be just be greedy." I said, "Absolutely not." Who said that? Absolutely not. You're going to turn it up. You're going to turn it up some more, and you're going to push until you need help, and then you're going to force other people, or you're going to find other people to scale your business. That's how you grow a business. 
so most entrepreneurs that get in business, even when they have a successful business, they limit their growth because they're not thinking as a, a business owner. They're still thinking as an entrepreneur. Yes, especially right. And going back to that, it's crazy because as a brokerage, when COVID hit, our stuff went up. But but you got to understand too. Like, that you got to understand too. Like I posted a picture in our group. They didn't plan for that. I, they didn't plan for it. But you know, I posted a picture in a group. But see, I didn't I didn't put a caption under that picture. But what was in that picture was very powerful and impactful. It was my vision board within that picture. And so there's a vision along with the plan of the meditation. So I envision myself at a certain level in different levels. And in order to envision that, you got to backtrack. How are you going to get there mm-hmm. with the vision? What does it feel like? How do I operate? How do I operate on a level that is going to produce this level and also keep everything in line? First, I got to get uncomfortable. You know, Correct. if everything that I'm doing today, when I step outside, of the, if I, when I step outside, if I can answer every single phone call that comes to my phone, I haven't done enough. I haven't done enough. There should always be things that run over every single day that you cannot get to. Yeah, always. I'm like that every day. And, and so if you don't have that, if you and my wife, like, how do you handle that? And I said, don't. I said, don't worry. I'm not frustrated. I'm <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not frustrated. Uh, I'm, I'm not stressed out. I'm good because I know this is right where we need to be. We always running over and we always need resources. So that means we're building up. Mm-hmm. We're building up. I'm not scaling back. I'm not cutting back anything. We're building up. And then we're putting people in position to continue to build the business beyond us, beyond where we are, because the vision is big. The vision is much bigger than where we are. It, it's it's you know, it, the distance goes. Yeah, you got You have to have vision uh, at the end of the day. Because you'll perish. Absolutely. Where there is no vision, the people perish. People but perish. you will perish. Where there is no vision, you will perish. And I think uh, Emmett, Emmett hit it hit it correctly. If there is no vision, it's the foundational block for everything. Chinese uh, plan a hundred years in advance. They have succession for 100 years. You document it, by the way. We're not talking about ideas that are floating around in your head. If you don't write it and make it plain that you can Mm -hmm. see it, then it will not be able to be reproduced and ran with, including or inclusive of yourself. They have documented companies where they have documented the 100-year plan. Mm -hmm. Most of us don't have a plan for tomorrow. (laughs) And here they've planned out 100 years. You know, and... um, I think it was Harvard who ran the story, who ran, who did a study, and it might not be Harvard. It, it might have been here, but I believe it was Harvard. I know it was Princeton who ran a study that said that out of 100 people who graduated uh, top of the class, 97 percent of them were still in ruts after graduations 10 years later. That's but the 3 percent who had written plan were actually at the top 3 percent of their marketplace. Mm-hmm. I think it's strange to even think of you. And when you look at that, that analysis, it's amazing that 3% of Americans control 97% of the wealth in America. Mm-hmm. Out of the 3%, 97% of them tell you they have written things in place, a written plan. Most of us don't plan, to, don't plan so we plan to fail. And if you do plan to fail if it's not in writing. Something I have right now in my phone, I have right now at the home playing mm-hmm. on my screen in my office, in my, my office building, I have my screens planned, two of them, right there side by side, and they're showing the vision constantly so that I can see it. My daughters, I made them sit down at 12 years old, at 16 years old, and write out what the next five years should look like. Mm. Everything is documented because you can't judge your scale of success if you have not created a scale. Mm-hmm. So most often we don't have any succession process because we can't judge it. And sure, it's easy to judge it by nothing when there's nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you look and create something, now you have to say to yourself, did I do this? Mm-hmm. And I think the issue is most of us don't want to attack, which is where you started out earlier, the enemy that's enemy. Mm-hmm. The, and so if I've written something and I don't do it, then I have to look at myself and say, seven in the morning. that's it. Hey, you know what? And, and we talk about that too. The, the biggest thing, like most, mo- most of us, like when it comes into a real estate agent, when it comes to actually any entrepreneur of any profession, actually, if you want to accomplish something that's bigger than you, the first thing, the first thing you need to do is get out of the way. <laughs> that's the first thing, because you wake up in the morning, you're happy about the idea. You have all these thoughts about what to do. 
you get in the car and the first opportunity for you to be great, you think about it and you get in the way. <laughs> you think about it and you get in the way. You let that inner person inside your head get in the way of what you know you should do. That's good. This is the first thing. Get out of the way and stay out of the way. That's, that's one of the reasons that I stay in my lane. And as you said it so well, I only hire the professionals who are professionals in their lane. Mm -hmm. That way it keeps me out of their lane. I, I've been dealing with Tremaine now for some years, and uh, he'll tell you, I pretty much say to him, okay, I don't want to know about I don't want to know about coding. I don't want to, here is what I want, <laughs> do what I want. I don't, I don't want to know about that. People say, well, you need to know, I don't need to know a little bit about everything. I think that we mess up by trying to be jack of all traits and master of mm -hmm. yep. It's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Yep. If you tell me you're a jack of all traits, I mean, really, if you say I'm a jack of all traits and a master of none, what you basically told me is you're a fool. Yep. You didn't take the thing, the time to master anything. Yep. There's a lot of people out there like that, though. And, and so, that's why you got no money. <laughs> and that's fact. So, like, of course, you know, in, in the field where we are, a lot of people try to uh, reach out to us and, and, and from my perspective, it looks like to me, a lot of people try to reach out to us to hire us to work for them, especially in the MLM companies, mm -hmm. right? And to me, I would tell them, look, if that's your field and you're good at it, how about this? I'll send you mm -hmm. all the business. You fix them up, do what you do best, and you send them back. Correct. Mm -hmm. Why do I have to work for you to, to do that? Mm -hmm. I'm good at what I'm doing. You be good at what you're doing. Now, if what you're doing is going to get you to where you want to be, then you keep doing that. Do it. Because my vision has me doing what I'm doing to get me to where I want to be. And your vision does, does not include involving that business. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and I want to understand, uh, you, I already know what you're talking about, but yeah, you hit that right in the head. It doesn't make sense. And I get people come to me all the time talking about, you need this, you need that, but no. I'm real, like, I don't do graphic work or anything anymore, really, yeah. because I like videos. Yeah. I will concentrate on videos and real estate. Yeah. I stay in my lane. I don't take on nothing new anymore because I know I realize that I can't do everything anymore. Okay. And you graduated. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. yeah. There was a time you did that. And when you graduated from that, you graduated. And if you remember, I came in and said, hey, Jermaine, who are you saying that I need to send this business to? Because I'm still not going to touch it. But I need to know who you recommend is evolving in their process. And we talked about it, and then you told me, and I hired them, as you, as you know. They're working on some projects for me right now. Mm -hmm. But it came because you said to me, here is the person for that bishop. Okay, Tremaine, what are you doing now? And you told me, and then I began to hire you. to. I, I, listen, if I went to school right now and got real estate license, mm -hmm. it's for personal consumption and education. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with me making money because I don't need it. I don't want it to make the kind of money I make the way I want to make it. It would actually bog me down to become a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. I don't, it, but it's your lane. So it's your specialization. And I need you to be the best that you can be at that so that when I call on you, mm -hmm. you'll be able to help me in that area. Now I'm going to do what I do well, but everything I do other than everything I do stays in my lane. And I was getting ready to say other than, the companies that I invest in, and I have a couple of investment companies that I invest in, but they, their lanes, they specialize in areas mm -hmm. that are in my lane. So yeah. they're still in my in my, my umbrella, yeah. Yes. They're still within the umbrella. I just don't have to be hands-on doing them. I'm just silent partners investing in them for that purpose. But I'm on a trajectory to be just, and, and I was getting ready to say, I'm exactly where I need to be right now to be where I want to be when I'm trying to get there. But the truth of the matter is I'm actually a little ahead of where I need to be right now. Nice. Because I think that if you're going to be true entrepreneurs, and I'm going to push you, if you're going to be true entrepreneurs, you have got to be able to see tomorrow on yesterday. Mm, absolutely. Because most people are looking at tomorrow today. Mm -hmm. But if you can see tomorrow yesterday, you have created the change necessary for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So now while they're operating in the change, you were actually the creator of the change. Mm -hmm. mm. That's a good one. I, I like that. I like that. It's a, it's actually a nice ending at that too. <laughs> I see you looking at that time. <laughs> hey, that, 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 that's a good one. Hey, it, was, it was good conversation today. I, I, I liked it. Um, Thank it, you guys for having me. I appreciate and, it. And we appreciate you coming up. I, I know you're a busy man. You travel the whole country, the whole world, preaching to everybody. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm vacation. I'm resting. But yeah, but you know, um, a lot of a lot of good points you touched on um, today, and and I think that um, for the listeners that are listening, and you know, they're trying to debate whether you know college is uh, is the avenue to go to to give structure. But I just think that just to, before even deciding going to college, I think putting together a five and ten year trajectory. So therefore, you know. At least you'll know if college is in the plan and, and it's going to help you get there. Because if that's if that's not it, don't acquire the debt. Don't acquire mm-hmm. the unnecessary okay. debt because it's going to hinder your path on your true trajectory. Yes. Like, a, yeah, because um, like you mentioned earlier, I said you have to plan. Absolutely. A lot of kids go to college, don't have no plan. Have they just plan. go to college. Like I had a young kid that asked me the other day, he wanted to play football. I said, cool. He said, what should I go to school for? I said, you need to figure out if you're going to go pick a degree, you need to pick a degree that you're going to make you some money. Just don't pick a degree because you're playing football. Don't do that. You need to yeah. pick something that's going to capitalize you. If you go to the league, that's fine. But if you don't, you need to be making some money after school is over with. And that's why you have to have a plan. Your plan just can't be to play sports, play NFL, because the percentage of you going to the league is very low. Absolutely. Very low. Yeah. So you have to have a plan. You have to execute that plan and also have a vision. And another thing, too, is, is and I have, my homeboy talks to me all about it, about it all the time, is being around influential people and having that, that circle and having and mentors. I think, that is, I think that is key, to be honest with you. And the reason I say this, like, yourself, I always, every time, I, every time something in life I needed, I always called you. We prayed on it, and I always get it. 100% yeah. out of time, every time. But we created plans for it, too. I, I took my real estate license, man, I got, I got to take my test. Yeah. I passed it. Um, I said, I needed that job in Virginia. I, I want to get it. We prayed on it. I got it. I moved to Virginia. If something else, um, I called them, we prayed about it. I got it. Every, sing, every single time. I planned on it, and then I, I always I had prayer, and I called Bishop because he's, um, he's my, um, my go-to guy on, on spiritual world. So, you know, I, I always call him, and I think that having that plan— and having the people around you can take you to the next level. And also, ever since I met Emmett, you know, last year I met Emmett. And my homeboy Anthony from Atlanta, he said he, he's, all, he's proud of me because, you know, I'm around more influential people. And he always, he always talks about you that, you know, you're around Emmett. I know Emmett's a good guy. And he see the change. And that's what my focus changed to as well because I, instead of me doing so much, doing everything, I went to focus it on really real estate. And I love video. Everybody knows I love video. And I want to make sure that I incorporate video into real estate because it's both lucrative and I love both. So I have a passion for both. So I'm set up properly and I'm making sure I have a plan so I can be successful in both areas and and our, and our family. Because now my wife has came into the fold and now she's in something that she never thought of. And I thought it was good for her. And it's kind of crazy how it worked out because Emmett said that he said the day before he just said, you know what, man? He told to me like it'd be so better bad. if we could find somebody on the team that no, could work for the brokerage. No, the exact words was <laughs> so we had hired somebody. We had hired somebody, and I'm a person like of energy. I'm an energy soul. Like you, we can sit at this table. You don't say anything, but I can feel your energy, mm-hmm. and I'll know mm-hmm. if you're a good person. I'll know if you're a good fit for our team, or you know what we can do. And I remember the young lady. Uh, she every and I told my wife. I said she prepared her business plan for that position because it was too perfect and the energy wasn't right. If it was that perfect, I would have felt the energy. Mm-hmm. The energy is not right. Something is off. I said, she's done. Send her, send her. She's like, what? Said, no, she's done. I said, it's something bothering me. It's somebody we're overlooking that's in our, that's in the brokerage. They're part of the brokerage. Maybe it's somebody's wife. We're overlooking. We have the person we're looking for. I think we just need to take a step back and we need to look at it. We, there's somebody on our team that fits this. And then I, I, I told him that we, we, we let the young lady go. And he was like, how about my wife? And I text my wife, like, right. Wow. Got it. Wow. That was it. And then she put a two-weeks notice in. Wow. That, that was and it. Then she, yeah, it. She, and then she put a two-weeks notice in. She came on board. And, you know, she liked it. It's different. It's a challenge. Yeah. She has to learn. Um, it takes her to the next step. Yeah. Where she was at, she was capped. You know, she making the. I always wanted her to make more money. That you know, that was my biggest thing because she deserved it. You know, and where she was, she was never going to get where she needed to be because it's the system, and you can't get up there unless somebody retire or you get voted in or they think that you're good enough to be at the next position to make that money. 
So, you know, by her coming here, I think it's, it's much better. She's around a good, a lot of people that's influential here. Yeah, yeah. Um, She's enlarging her territory. Yes, yeah. it, it is, man. She can be herself. Um be herself, educate people, get them to the next level. And, you know, she's surrounded around a lot of great people. Um, Something you said a minute ago, um, and I think that what Emma said is, is, is absolutely right. You need to look at the five years, the 10-year plan, mm-hmm. and then decide what you want to do. And mm-hmm. then determine if college fits into that. Mm-hmm. Because, because the truth of the matter is this. Most people, ultimate goal, is, as they say, they say, quote, unquote, I want to make some money. I want to be a media. Mm-hmm. Well, is it necessary to go that route to do it? And I believe life is supposed to be the college. Absolutely. I believe that yeah. we're supposed to be constantly evolving in life is the college. And what you said when you said the real estate and the video, that's your major and your minor. Mm. I'm majoring on something, I'm minoring on something, or I'm double majoring. Absolutely. Uh, no, that's correct. You, you see what I'm saying? And that's uh-huh. what that's that's life that's doing that for you. And I think the, the issue is with goals, we look at a goal and we say, okay, what's the goal? And I think you have to take a goal and divide it into three areas. One, it has to be what the goal is, the mm-hmm. what. Number two, it has to be the why. Mm-hmm. Just having the what, I want to make a million dollars or I want to be a millionaire, but not the why uh, uh, that you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately is the how. And the way you determine the what, why, and how is by being, and there's, a, there's an acrostic that says smart for me. And uh, I don't even have time to break down the, the me, which means monetize everything. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the first five letters of the acrostic is smart, uh, S-M-A-R-T, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic timetable. Mm-hmm. has to be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic timetable. And that's the smart now, if you get, and, and that's the homework assignment for the podcast, look up what Absolutely. the four is. That's the four. But the me is, me, is monetize everything. everything. <laughs> All right, well. Look, that's some good stuff, that's man. Good look. Stuff. But thank you, man. We, we appreciate you coming on thank the show. You all. Like, we Both appreciate all the gems. I know I got a lot from, um, from, from this, from this whole conversation, the me podcast. And, you know, I always do when I talk to you. Man, y'all blow me away. I, no, I've enjoyed this. You blow us away. Yeah. <laughs> Ask Kevin. When he talked to Bishop on the phone, he'd be like, God, dang it, Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> Look, y'all, our time is up, man. This is podcast. This is our Table Manners podcast with um, Create Your Own Lane, CPRG. I'm Emmett Combs. Tremaine, Tremaine Wright. Wright. And Bishop K.C. Williams. K.C., glad to be here. I love. Thank you.